Hey guys, I'm back. El Mashati, back with Ray, episode two. We're about to get into the games that went on in the midweek. How are you though? Let's let's start with how are you, Ray? How have you been? Doing good, man. Um, just come off of a long day, back to back to back classes like Real Madrid's Champions Leagues, like a three-peat was crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of a long day, you know, always good to talk football. Always good to talk football. It's always great to talk football. I mean, as it's been good for me as well. Day went well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it saddens me that Chelsea lost to our bitter rivals, Tottenham. It was <laughs> sad. I'm glad Werner scored, but it was just sad. Um, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot we can take from that game. Um, Chelsea started on the front foot. Werner got a beautiful, beautiful goal. Slotted it past Loris. Just like he usually does in in Leipzig, um, but in the second half, I think we looked very sluggish. Um, Mount, you know, obviously started doing his usual random attic antics, and I've been saying this for the longest time. I feel like Mount is is a great person to use. He's a utility player. If you ne- he if you need him to press, he'll press, and that's what he's really good at. He has the energy to do that but what he lacks in is decision making and creativity um what do you think yeah i mean i think um there's 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 a lot to be said about um about coaches favorites there's a lot to be said about like this kid coming from the academy who plays like in midfield or out wide and and who went on loan with lampard to derby county and um I mean, you know, there's, there's just a lot to be said for that player-coach relationship and the fact that, you know, he does what Lampard wants him to do and, and Lampard trusts him. Um, but I think those those kinds of relationships also often get in the way of um, in the way of the coach's decision-making and, 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 and whether or not they, they actually think straight uh, when they make decisions, you know, tactically speaking. I think on the ball, you know, he's decent. I think his 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 free kick technique is good. His shooting technique from range is quite good. Um, but I think you know, final third decision making, um, that final ball sometimes is quite lacking from him. And I, you know, I I get that Verna didn't take a penalty because he had cramps, and usually it's the it's the player's decision whether they feel up for it. But you know, I think the way he struck that penalty was almost like free kick technique. Uh, almost like he was trying to bend it past some wall that didn't exist, and you know that's partly youth and um, and and youthful exuberance. But you know it it cost the team the game. And on the other hand, Spurs were they were deadly. They were I mean th- the second half they absolutely they came to play. Second half Mourinho must have absolutely threatened people at halftime, and um, they came to play in the second half. They got an equalizer that they deserved. And then on penalties, I mean, you could tell after that equalizer, they were fine going to penalties. After that equalizer, they just sat back and then played for penalties. And they got there and they were very, they were quite clinical. All of them hit penalties to Edward Mendy's right, except Kane was the last penalty, who then hit it to Edward Mendy's left. It was quite, 
some some mind games at play there was but up until mount's penalty everyone had hit their penalties excellently except i mean except Jorginho who Loris had seen where that penalty was going but everybody else Chelsea and Tottenham had hit their penalties well and i mean honestly that was i was happy i was happy i stayed up to watch that game that was quality yeah i was unhappy i stayed up to watch that game um <laughs> I was really unhappy. It's it was just sad. Mount, I, I we can talk about Mount as well, but also Odoi, same thing. Final third, and it leads me to to wonder. I mean, they're young and they have a lot of maturing to go to, but we we'll just I'm just gonna pinpoint the two points that um, I think it was a Odoi and Mount. In specific, Mount squaring the ball to Werner, the game would have been done. That was one. Odoi, same thing. He's making his fancy dribble, cuts inside. Tommy Abraham is right there. Just one final pass. Abraham is in. He scores 2-0. It's over. But their decision-making in the final third, like... I don't know maybe it's 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 the it's the they they can see the headline story making them saying Odoi wins it for Chelsea or Mount wins Mount wins it for Chelsea or something but in my mind I mean if you're a mature player like, I mean if you're a mature player that's why I feel like players like Mbappe um who else was as a young player around that age Rashford would not make those certain decisions and that's how you distinguish world class young players and just really good young players i don't know if 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 you agree with me you know cuz like you'd see you'd see you'd see mbappe i think if mbappe had those chances he would have either squared it even odoi's chance he would have given it to him, to abraham let him score yeah i think i think you know? I would remove Rashford from that because I think he would also shoot. I don't know. Um as a United fan watching Rashford sometimes you go no no pass it pass it pass it and then sometimes shoot 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 and then they pass because you know sometimes we really try to walk it into the net and you're like oh, someone mm-hmm. just shoot. Um but mm-hmm. I would say I would add Sancho to that. I would say Mbappe, Sancho. Oh, Sancho. They square yes, Because yes, I've, I've been yes. watching a lot of Sancho, um, knowing that he's not coming. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Sancho, and, and he he makes the right runs. He makes the right decisions. He uses his skill just about enough and then squares it and then crosses it. He's really quality in that regard. I would say also Usman, when he was at Dortmund, when he was at Dortmund, he was absolutely laying them on a plate for Aubameyang. It was beautiful to watch. You know, I don't know what happened. Barca just ruined kids. I don't know. But um, if he can regain that confidence, that swagger, and that decision-making that he had when he was at Dortmund, they have something special there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I was watching that, and had he just squared it, that would be that would have been it because Spurs were not they didn't have the time to score two um at that point so yeah those those little decisions in the final third 
and yeah, I guess the more you watch football, the more you see them. You're like, ah, come on, you should have seen that. That's even from a pitch view, you should be able to see that pass. Um, you know, the more you watch football, the more you see them, and uh, it's quite frustrating when young players. I, I mean, hopefully, uh, Lampard is is you know showing them this on film and, and telling them, you know, you can't you can't be repeating these mistakes because there, Man City square it. There, Liverpool square it. You know, um, and that's how you kill off games. And if you don't, you know, you've cost your team the game. Yeah, and I hope hopefully they'll learn from that mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on to yesterday's games. Um, let's start. Let's start with Man. Let's start with Manchester United before I move on to the blockbuster game of Everton and West Ham. I feel like United, like you said um, uh, last episode, they lack urgency. They lack a lot of pressing abilities to be honest i feel like that game brighton outplayed Man- manchester united they possessed the ball better they moved the ball around m- with more ease they were more comfortable on the ball um and graham potter actually has them pressing really really well you know or what do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I I, I missed the game and then I re- watched it back like a replay. Um, and the scoreline, the scoreline lies. The scoreline lies. I mean, of course, we have the quality like in the Pogba's and, and even at his age right now and, and, and his lack of game time, the matters are better than, than anything Brighton have. Um, so, I mean, that quality in the final third is what bails us out, right? The pace, the quality in the final third, the individual quality to progress the ball, even when there's no structure, you know, just to make those quick decisions on the fly. Because, you know, that's the thing. I think that when you have a good coach that puts a structure in and off the ball, like if you watch Everton this season, um, and I'm sure we'll get to their midweek game and Calvert-Lewin scoring goals and hat-tricks left, right and center. But um, if you watch Everton on Ancelotti this season, they're so, that that four three three is so well drilled. They, you know, they have a third man, a spare man in possession at every phase. They know where to overload. They know when to switch the play. They know what runs to make. They know what their shape is. Immediately they lose the ball. They know how they counter press, and then they know when to settle into their shape. I mean, you can see those players know exactly what their coach wants them to do at every phase. That's not the case at Man United. You see a lot of players. See, when you don't have a structure, you have great players, but they're they're making decisions as they play. Um, whereas if you have a structure, th- they're seeing things they've already seen in training. And so then the decision comes a slight, like, millisecond quicker, and it gives you the defending team a little less time to react to it. And so you can see United players thinking as they play. And... and, and and you know that's a good thing i guess but it's quite a negative thing when you have your players overthinking because they have to make decisions as if they're seeing things for the first time whereas they should be seeing these situations in training so that they can prepare you know for the game so i think you know graham potter better coach to be honest with you because if you switch sides if graham potter had united's players and ollie had brighton's players brighton would be in a relegation scrap right now 
um yeah yeah so um graham potter is the better coach um you can see that his players play a little more free a little more fast um in his system because they understand you know where their teammate is where the spare man is going to be how they're progressing the ball how they're pressing what their shape is when they're defending um and and his players are working for him and he's just signed andy zakiri who's a really promising swiss striker and a lot of teams in Italy and, and, and Germany and France wanted him, but Brighton and Hove Albion, of all teams, got him because, you know, there's more and more players believing in that Graham Potter project. So, you know, f- I think 3-0 win for United, that that um, the scoreline lied a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's, the, it's, a, it's a results business. So, so, I mean, United on to the next round. Yeah, it is. It is a results business. If 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 Graham Potter had like maybe some someone in the final third, I don't know why he didn't think to put on Lamptey. Um, you know, just to have a little bit of dynamism on the right flank. Um, someone for you know to make move around Trossard and and Mope cuz when Trossard came on I, I I noticed when he came on he came on in the 70th minute I was I was even I looked at my dad and I told him this guy is going to score he really looks like he's going to score but and he was looking threatening but uh credit to Dean Henderson great save um he's clearly coming for De Gea's number 1 that one I can see it very clearly, De Gea needs to either step up his game or he finds a new club. Cause that was a that was a proper save. I think that was the only save he had to make actually in in in, yeah. in the game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Credit 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 to Graham Potter. I I I I hope in the next year or something he gets a, even a bigger project, gets a bigger club. Uh, you know, um, maybe he'll come to Man U. That would be awesome. I would, I would love to see him at Manu. Me too, man. But I don't think we have that kind of foresight. <laughs> okay, we can move on to the to the to the West Ham Everton game. Everton, they're looking like they're looking like they're firing on all cylinders. Ancelotti, like you've like you were saying, Ancelotti has them playing really 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 good football the structure that they have and that he's put into place very amazing but i feel also like like i was telling you in the group mm-hmm. miss uh, ancelotti is a really good man manager you know it it's it's very interesting how calvert lewin especially a year ago or even two seasons ago, this is was this wasn't the this wasn't the clinical poacher like assassin we were seeing from Calvert Lewin. He was showing flashes of it, but not to this degree. And I feel like he did. I don't think he tweaked Dominic's game much. It's more of he was telling Dominic like, "You're a good player." you know what to do like you know giving him a i don't know like like you know how man managers do i I don't know if you can add on to that yeah yeah i think um 
Calvert-Lewin, I think, was signed from is it Sheffield United, um, like three, three or four or four years ago. He was still young, and he's still young. I think he's like, is he twenty-two, twenty-three? Still a really young player, and um, he was signed. You know, I mean, prototypical size, tall, strong, quick, call, holds up the play well, good first touch, um, great in the air. Uh, good timing of his runs and intelligent movement. The only thing he hadn't added to his game were the goals, right? And he has struggled his first few seasons at Everton. And as everyone at Everton was struggling, there was a lot of instability, the Ronald Coleman years that people often tend to forget before he went to, to coach um, the Dutch national team. And then there was Marco Silva. And in between those, there were interim coaches and there's a lot of confusion confusion at Everton. Um, I think, of course, Ancelotti's tactical setup and, and, and coaching have worked well for Calvert-Lewin. Now, uh, a few months in the system, he understands what the coach wants. Um, I think Duncan Ferguson's presence is a big deal because Duncan Ferguson's a legendary nine for Everton, who was great, I think, in the 90s. Scored a lot of goals for them, a lot of important goals for them. I think his presence as a club legend and a former striker is a big deal. Um, but I think the but I think the most important thing, as you mentioned, was Ancelotti and his man management because uh, being a striker, I mean, being a football player at a professional level is a confidence game. Um, if you go out there knowing exactly what your job is and knowing that your manager believes in you knowing that you have prepared properly for the game, mentally, physically, tactically, technically, um, and then knowing that your manager believes in you, right? And that, you know, one miss isn't going to get you benched and stuff like that. Once you have that confidence and you've been putting some of them away in training and, you know, once you get on that groove and your manager makes it repeatedly known to you that you know you're the man, we trust you, we know you're gonna come good. And and there's a story. There was a story on, on the Athletic, I think it was, um, that I read this week about Calvert Lewin and how um, uh, Marco Silva was it who was pushing to have him sent on loan um, because they wanted to sign somebody to play alongside Cenk Tosun up front, and. Um, and I think was it Marcel Brands, the guy in charge of um, Everton's transfer policy, said no, we we don't want to send him on loan. And he went to talk to the owner Fahad Mushiri and told him, listen, this kid is really good. You give us like a year and the right setup, this kid can be a a game changer. That's what the article on the Athletic said. And look at that, Ancelotti's in. Um, they didn't send him on loan. They showed faith in the kid. And he's paying them back. He's now in the England squad as well. Oh, he's gotten a so, call-up? You know, if he can get some consistency. Yeah, nice. yeah, he got a call-up. He got a call-up. Yeah. So, I mean, if he can... Um, but let me, let me, let me, let me, let me cut you off there. Um, just to yeah. just talk about, to digress into the England national setup, just for, just for a few minutes, just for a few seconds... Jamie Vardy, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ca- caught his interview. He, he stated that the reason why he resigned from the England national squad is because Southgate and his lack of rotation in the striking positions. 
he always has too much faith in Harry Kane, even when Harry Kane is having a bad run of form, you know. So Vardy told, mm-hmm. Vardy to, Vardy just resigned from the from the national team, and I feel it's like it, it's going to be the same thing for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, he might get this call up. It's great. It's amazing for him, but like Southgate is not gonna he's not gonna play him i don't know southgate i don't know if he came to watch i don't know there was a game he he went to watch this week um i don't know if it was the everton game um he 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 watched a number of games actually he was at a a few because i remember watching a couple of games and you know they kept panning to gareth southgate writing notes so i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's 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 great for it's great. I mean, it's great for Dominic to get the call up, but I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna get the minutes. And if he does, are they gonna be substantial enough for him to make an impact in the England squad? Because I know for a fact in this nation league, Southgate is obviously gonna start with Kane, no matter what. And it kind of pisses me off because I remember Danny Ings had a better season than Harry Kane. But he didn't get featured much in the Nations League in the past international break. Um, there was a season Jamie Vardy was on fire. But Jamie Vardy was only picked off the bench like twice. And Harry Kane started both games, you know. So I don't know if there's like a bit of bias towards Harry Kane from Southgate's part. And I don't know if we'll get to see that. Maybe We'll see that next week in the internationals break. But... I I hold no no hope for <laughs> Dominic Calvert Lewin, you know, <laughs> if Kane is still around. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what you think. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, man. I mean, the same thing I said at the beginning about um, coaches' favorites. It can be really difficult to to get past the, the coach's favorite. I think Darren Bent is the one who tweeted about this. He was like, uh, no wonder Jamie Vardy uh, retired from the England national team because Danny Ings, top-scoring English player from last season, and he doesn't he doesn't even get a sniff, really, of meaningful time during, yeah. during the Nations League. Um, and... I mean, of course, to be honest, Kane is England's best all-round striker, if you include yes. the build-up. But Jamie Vardy is was such a is I mean is such a clever finisher. Um, Jamie Vardy is such a calm player, and Jamie Vardy is like a like a like a summarized yes. Diego Costa. Yes, like you know, if you need a striker to unsettle a central defense. To get in the in the brains of defenders, sometimes you just need someone to go there and unsettle people and piss them off, and just you know, show a middle finger or like the two f- two finger index finger mm-hmm. middle finger up sign and and mm-hmm. just chat shit and just get in their head so that you know mm-hmm. they're a little rattled yeah. and then attack them, you know that kind of of you know almost like a Luis Suarez but like toned down because yeah. Luis Suarez is a psycho, but. You know, that's what Jamie Vardy is. A great finisher, excellent movement, pace, ball control, timing. His pressing is insane as well. And then he can just go in there and play a psychological role. And I don't know how Southgate didn't see that. 
uh, because Vardy retired before the World Cup, didn't he? Yes, Is he did. He Cup did. He, he did. He did. Because I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't remember seeing him at the World Cup, and he would have served a, a purpose at oh that tournament. Oh my goodness! To be honest. I, I um, especially if you especially if you think yeah. about the the Croatia game. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Croatia, the backline. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Vardy got in even in the 60th minute of that Croatia game, when the Croatian backline was looking exhausted, because I remember Croatia had gone two games in a row, extra time. Gone into extra time, two games yeah. in a row. So everyone in that backline was tired. You just put a Vardy in there, make him run in behind give problems to creation defense um, would have been just sweet yeah it would have been proper proper and you know he feasts on those kinds of of those kinds of of defenses you know you're lethargic you you forget your positioning one time you let him get goal side yeah you're it's dead. it's finished it's over and he rarely misses one on ones i mean he's such a mm-hmm. clever finisher you know He'll place it where the keeper is, and it sounds simple, but it's so mm-hmm. efficient. And you know, he just—he seems to be those guys that just—they create a finish as it happens, like that back heel against Man City. That's Ooh, proper class. I mean, just improvisation in the moment just finishes it, you know. And you know, I feel this. So I—I I agree with you, man. Calvert Lewin's probably not going to get proper game time, but you know, at least for his morale, it's good to be called up to the national team. And um, you know, like Nagelsmann said, coaching is um seventy percent social competence and thirty percent mm-hmm. tactics. And um I- if indeed that is true, eh, I think it's more of like a fifty fifty. But, you know, if it's seventy thirty then Ancelotti's covered. got that seventy covered and of course the thirty we know yeah. that it's also covered. I think he's still a world class manager and he's gonna prove it. I mean, he's going to have Everton punching well yeah. above their weight this yeah, season. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Moving on to, I don't know if you caught this game, the game that happened like an hour ago, the uh, Liverpool Arsenal Carabao Cup. Oh no, I didn't catch it yet. I didn't catch it yet. I was finishing some uh, some some articles, some essays. I was no writing worries. up. Um, but, uh, I I caught up some some yeah. highlights though. Um, I mean, it was yeah. it was just uh, like like the weekend. Liverpool dominating. You could even see it in the shots that they had, shots on target. Bert Leno was was put to put to work, but you know, um, this team that Liverpool puts put out, that Klopp put out. I mean, obviously they're not clinical finishers like Salah and Mane. So they didn't finish off their chances when they had them, um, and it it paid it 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 hurt them at the end um, when they had to go to penalties, and as soon as they went to penalties, I remember I turned I turned again to my dad because I was watching the game with my dad, and I told him Arsenal are gonna win, are gonna win the penalty shootout. Um, they have a great keeper in Bert Leno, um, and they started with a lot of their first team players um so yeah it was a great win for 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 arsenal um great to give them morale actually beating liverpool at home first game they've lost in three years um yeah so Mm. it's it's a great it's a huge boost to their morale to actually say that 
they 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 beat the champions at at home turf no matter even what cup it was you know so yeah it's good for them i guess yeah yeah i mean i actually didn't realize it was also at anfield oh yeah i, I they said that during the commentary of the of the league game there I was like oh mm-hmm. they're coming here again um penalties though I don't know should that count toward Liverpool's losing a winning streak. I'm a United fan so yeah it should count. They've lost. But um you know they are a relentless team. There's an article in the Athletic I was reading about um the words that 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 are inside and outside of their dressing room um at Anfield which is our identity is intensity. Mm. And um and it's something Klopp and Linders his assistant they preach throughout the whole time they're always like our identity intensity intensity and they get all those players playing that way i mean they don't know mm-hmm. how to play a half-assed game they just go they go out and he gets them running for him and tackling and and you know pressing and it, it's it's frankly impressive um from what i saw from the highlights i saw and from the the, the, the following of the game i did while i was mm-hmm. writing my essays uh, apparently Ga- Gabriel put mm-hmm. in a good he performance. Did, he did. Um and um and Leno put in a heroic performance as well. Those are the two that I saw being singled out for praise. Um and I remember man watching Bernd Leno when he was like a 19-year-old goalkeeper in the Bundesliga playing for Leverkusen around the time Ter Stegen was playing for Gladbach. I mean, the Germans, they produce keepers. I mean, right now they have an alien as their first choice keeper. But any other country, man, Leno and, and, and Tashtegen, they're challenging for, for the first choice. But because it's Germany and there's an absolute alien, like a, a clone that Nazi scientists made and then activated <laughs> in the 80s. I mean, because Manuel Neuer exists... Um, you know, it's uh, and that is really isn't a statement about Manuel Neuer's political connections. <laughs> <in> <laughs> that's just like a, uh, like a like a. I mean, he is he is pretty much what if you were gonna build a goalkeeper. Yeah, it would, it would, it would it be would Manuel, be Manuel Neuer, Neuer in a heartbeat. Um, absolute yeah. clone. Arsenal, great job to Arsenal. All the Arsenal fans, amazing win. Hope you keep this morale in uh, w- with the league games coming up. Um, yeah, let's let's switch on to the. I don't know if you, and since you said you were busy uh, most of the day, I don't know if you caught the Champions League draw. But I actually actually watched it. It was I watched the whole draw. It was nice. It was nice seeing. It was nice seeing mm-hmm. the Chelsea legends Didier Drogba and Maluda doing the doing the draws and stuff like that. But I don't know if you can. Let me let me try and share my screen. I show you the Champions League groups, so we can go through them one by one. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was able to catch, um, you know, these live tweet mm-hmm. thingies, as I did class. Yeah, because the draw was happening during a class, mm-hmm. and um, most of the draw I saw people agonizing about how long the draw was taking, and they were like, just do the draw it's, i think it's because they it. i think it's because they um <laughs> they they added these like categories for men's best men's coach um uh, these these random random categories you know um 
yeah but i don't know it was it was nice it was nice seeing um uh who win um hansi flick hansi flick it was nice seeing him win even though it was his first term actually coaching a club you know it was it was very interesting wow how let me see okay here the here the here they are the teams the fixtures yeah okay yeah, Hansi Flick is a top, 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 top All right. coach. Let me, let me, let me, sh- let me, sh- let me, let me. Here we go. So you can see my screen, right? Um. Um. Okay. Now. All right. Now so Group A. Group A is Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, Red Bull Salzburg, and Lokomotiv Moscow. So what I was saying, this group looks it looks it looks very enticing. Um, it's Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, Red Bull Salzburg, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Um, Bayern Munich, they're coming back and trying to win the Champions League again. Um, Atletico Madrid, they've strengthened with getting Suarez. Um, so I think in that group, I see Bayern Munich and Atletico making it through. Um, maybe we could see an upset, maybe with Salzburg, but I, I'm not. I'm not really seeing it. And Lokomotiv don't really. Have, they not never really had a good showing in 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 the Champions League. Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Bayern Munich have strengthened, obviously, mm-hmm. getting Lurozani mm-hmm. this season. Of course, they, they gave back Perisic and, and Coutinho who are on loan, but they get Zane and Nabri um, uh, has yeah. gotten a seven jersey. So they've given yeah. Nabri seven and Zane ten, throwback to Ribéry and Robin. Uh, and the robbery partnership was proper, so we hope um, Sanabri could be could be just as good as or better um they're strong they're excellent they have depth everywhere they're trying to sign a second left back and they missed out on dest so rumors are they want lumpty but probably premature and probably fake rumors they'll probably reinvest elsewhere and 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 keep playing kimi has a backup right back where they can um but they'll need a right back for the future because Kimmich is going to be a midfielder and Pavard's future long term future I, at least for Bayern might be as a central defender because that's where he used to play for Gladbach I mean sorry for Stuttgart I think it was Stuttgart yeah um and so yeah. you know they're they're deep they're yeah. well coached they have an excellent staff um even the video analysis department is the best in the world with Oscar Niemeyer I mean, <laughs> they're just better than everyone so they should top that group. Um, yeah. Atletico is a really well-coached team with Simeone, and they will always go out there and give 100%. Um, but as Leipzig showed, it's possible to exploit to exploit Atletico, force them to attack. Um, Salzburg, there's something to be said about Salzburg. Um, Jesse Marsh is, is quite mm-hmm. a coach. Um, he coached a bunch of teams in the U.S., and then... Did a lot of internships with uh, with Leipzig and, and the Red Bull organization. You know, the Red Bull organization they all play a similar kind of way, that pressing thing. When Hasenhutl was there, Marco Rosa, 
um, who who he and his assistant used to follow my old Twitter account. It was really funny. But um, they were pretty good on social media, answering questions and stuff like that about their, their tactics and their setup. Um, but, you know, I think Salzburg will put up a fight, to be honest. They'll press, they'll play with pride, they'll play hard. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Moscow should should be bottom of this group, Locomotive. Um, those are my predictions. Actually, it should literally be in that order. Um, or maybe Munich, Salzburg, Madrid, Moscow. But probably Munich, Madrid, Salzburg, Moscow. Yeah. Okay. The next group we have on deck is Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, Inter Milan, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. I mean, it's I don't know I don't know if it's if it's a curse or something good or something bad, but Real Madrid always gets Shakhtar Donetsk in their groups. I don't know what I don't know what's going what's going on. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. Um <laughs> I like I like I like the fact that they drew Inter. Um, uh, I really like the fact that they drew Inter. I want Hakimi to come and show Zidane what he missed out on. You know, um, yeah. So, but I but my predictions are Real Madrid Inter to knock it out of the group stage. Um, I don't think Shakhtar is gonna pose any threat to any of those two two other teams. Borussia Mönchengladbach, yeah, maybe, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening with this inter squad that has actually beefed up tremendously this this window. Conte has cried and got what he wanted. Vidal has has come back. He's gotten a good right back. You know, people are playing to to his style of football, I guess. Or what do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with with regard to Inter is some. After a while, usually, as a Chelsea fan, you'll know that after a while, people catch up to Conte and his um and his closed circuit system. Mm-hmm. You know, where a lot of the attacking moves look very rehearsed. There's literally no thought that goes into them. Mm-hmm. The ball is given out because they know for sure a teammate's going to be there. Which is different from those like semi-open open circuits that the Guardiola's and the and the Graham Potter's of the world use, mm-hmm. uh, which requires a bit of a bit of orientation mm-hmm. and thinking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But before then, or if Conte has adjusted and and changed up, um, he has a squad. He has a proper squad. He has depth. They're bringing off people like Alexis off the bench, quality players, um, and you know. Just last season, I mean, what? Not even last season. A couple of months ago, they beat Shakhtar five nil in the Europa League semi um, to get to yeah. the final. Uh, it was an easy, easy win. They were creating space all over the place. They were progressing the ball with too much ease. So unless Shakhtar have absolutely revolutionized their approach, um, this group should be Madrid, Inter, and then uh, a fight between Shakhtar and Gladbach. Yeah. Yeah, I I see that. Um, moving on to Group C, we have Porto, Man City, Olympiacos, and Marseille. Man City always get like a relatively easy group to phase through, and then in the group stage, they manage to lose or draw some really stupid game. Like I know, I know this time round, they might lose. They might lose to Marseille, or. Um, or Porto or something. 
like really like something that a game that you would expect them to win but obviously they'll make it out of the group stage uh, i think the fight is going to be between marseille and porto marseille and porto are going to are going to fight it out olympiacos are are going to go going to go home packed it, packing their bags what do you think yeah i agree man um it's much like real always getting shakta i mean papa perez at work mm-hmm. um and city i mean that arab money is not sleeping um but anyway just aside um yeah this group should be city top and then marseille and porto whoever wins them head to heads because they'll both beat olympiacos um i expect so it should be man city and then one of porto and marseille and then olympiacos to just um experience the group stage and leave all right all right all right moving on to group d we have liverpool ajax atalanta and midland i think midland this is is this their first time in the champions league if i'm if i'm not wrong um i think so uh, we've seen them in the europa league a number of times yeah. but um yeah um i think obviously liverpool going to top their group um but the game i really want to watch is liverpool atalanta from last season they've like their philosophy is basically if if if, if you score a goal we'll score two um no matter what and atalanta look like a very high scoring team liverpool also them they're a very high scoring team so i w- i really can't wait to see the the home and away legs for those those games ajax they have lost a lot of their wonder kids their star powers the ones that they had the their zx the de jongs the delicts uh the van de beek dest. dest so but then they then they have emerging talents as well um that may come to fruit fruition but i don't think they'll push through maybe they'll drop down to the europa league and battle it out there but i see liverpool atalanta making it through Midland obviously going home Ajax going to Europa. What do you think? Um I think the biggest danger with Atalanta. I mean I think obviously we both agree Liverpool stopping that group. Mm-hmm. Um they're just dominant, they have depth. The I mean it's ridiculous. So they'll top. Um the battle for second again we've agreed is going to be between Ajax and Atalanta. Um and then of course Midland will be used as gold difference fodder. They'll just be like s- people are going to be getting gold difference there. Yeah. Um Atalanta under Gasperini is it reminds me of Zdenek Zeman when he coached in Italy. Mm-hmm. It's a suicidal style of football. It's kamikaze. Yeah. They don't give up fuck yeah <laughs> they just go out and they play e- like like and i don't think like like just to cut you off for a second i don't think they've gone again okay they have random games where they they kept a clean sheet but every time every time i switch on an atalanta game it's it's like a 3-1 4-2 5-3 <laughs> they always get scored but they will score you yeah yeah it's it's 
so aggressive. So the next day, man used to have these wild formations on on the ball. You, you're seeing six, seven people in midfield, and not like mm-hmm. in, the, in the defensive half, like in the yeah. opponent's half. It was kamikaze football, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be exciting to see how Liverpool play against that. It'll be it, that should be like a seven-five game. It should be brilliant. Yeah. Um. Um. But you know, I think the conceding of goals might be Atalanta's biggest problem because they can score them. Can they keep them out? I think Ajax. The beautiful thing with Ajax is, I mean, nobody knew about Dest when they were making it to the Champions League semi-final. Dest wasn't really uh, a factor. It's a footprint because yeah, Mazraoui was their right back. Mm-hmm. So you know, they have they have such a deep academy that there's a kid called Nasi Unuvar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching, when I was 11, 12 years old, I was watching YouTube compilations of Nasi Yunovar, who at the time was nine years old. I was watching wow. YouTube compilations of nine year Nasi old compi- Nine-year-old compilations, that's crazy. I didn't... I, this kid wow. was doing mad skills. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? This kid is nine? And now Nasi Yunovar is 18. Mm. And he's okay. he's training with the first team. Okay. And he is mad skilled and, and they have that kind of of um of pipeline from their academy to the first team. They have such a pipeline. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they've just sold Dest for a good amount of money mm-hmm. and they just slot in some fun something or some something sen right <laughs> in and don't miss a beat. Um and it looks like that kid has been playing forever. Yeah. You know? Because De Ligt, 18, 19 years old, captaining a team to the Champions League semi-final, that's ridiculous as a centre-back. And, um, you know, so that they have quality. They'll make it interesting, even if they don't go through. I agree with you, they probably will drop to the Europa League or they might surprise people and, 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 and qualify alongside Liverpool. For sure. But, but they'll make it interesting. This, to me, will be the most entertaining group. Okay. Okay. I I I would s- I would say a- another group later on, but uh, we move. Let's move on to Sevilla, Chelsea, Krasnodar, and Rennes. Group E. Chelsea have a really relatively easy group. Um, they Rennes is obviously gonna come and see Edward Mendy at Chelsea, shot stopping. Um, I, I I honestly think Chelsea are going to make it out of the group stage. Uh, their only challenge is Sevilla. And knowing Sevilla in the Champions League, they're utter trash. I don't I don't know. It's like, it's like I don't know. If it's, maybe it's like some kind of kryptonite to them when they hear the Champions League music. They just get weaker. But then when they gro- drop down into the Europa League, like, I don't know, they get their strength back or something. But Sevilla in 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 Champions League, I don't I don't I don't think they're that really they're they're not that menacing. They're like the puppies. They don't have a bark in the Champions League. So I think Chelsea might might actually do a number on Sevilla this 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 time round. So I see Chelsea topping the group, Sevilla getting second place, and then you know Ren making maybe going to the Going to Europa League and crossing a door, dropping down, packing their bags and going home. What do you think? I agree. 
I, I think the points for this group are, see, once Chilwell gets back to full fitness, mm-hmm. Thiago gets up to speed, Mendy gets a few games in, Ziyech um, gets to full fitness and start get starts getting games in, mm-hmm. Vana and Havat settle. Um, once those things happen and Chelsea have gotten a few games with their first team and Pulisic gets back from injury, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you have Pulisic, Vana, Havat, Ziyech as your front four, mm-hmm. um, those are mobile, quick, creative players who make the right decisions. That's that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Now, once you have that, and if Lampard can get over his phobia for playing without Mason Mount, <laughs> then 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 Chelsea will have something. Now, then I'll make my judgments because, you know, I think that tactically sometimes your Lampard uh, can be a little dodgy tactically sometimes. You know, he just does some things and you're like, uh, no, I don't see why you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he gets all those quality players in and 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 full fitness, you know, Chilwell played a few midweek games and he's getting back to full fitness. Once he gets back to 100%, and he's getting game game days every four or five days, and he's back to his 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 full self, and all these other guys are back to them full selves. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea will be a handful. Mm-hmm. I think Lopetegui at at Sevilla is a proper. I mean, I saw that you you watched the Sevilla Bayern game, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And you saw they they didn't play. They didn't cower. They didn't play like scared. They went out. They just played. They just they played, and I think a lot of the the past shittiness in the Europa League has been down. I mean, in the Champions League has been down to their coaching. You know, Emery was their coach for a good two three seasons in that spell. Yeah. Um. You know, a number of other coaches who have been found wanting. I think Lopetegui, with his experience at Real, which was bad, but you know, bad experiences can build you as much as good experiences can. Mm-hmm. Um, his experience with the Spanish national team, which also ended badly, and his other experiences, I think those things build him toward making him a better coach. And and they play with intensity. That's the thing I admire about them. I hate that they play act. I mean, like Ocampos in particular, who I've been watching oh, since he played goodness. for Monaco. Very true. The diving is ridiculous, mm. and the complaining to the ref and the screaming. And you know, the worst thing about these games is you can hear the screaming. Yeah, because there's no, there's not many. There's not there's not spectators, and and, yeah. and and just to even add on that, um, you know, like in in other leagues, in other leagues, um, that's why like when people compare different leagues and stuff like that, in like La Liga, Ocampos can get away with a lot of those dives and stuff like that, but when it comes to like when he comes like let's say if Ocampos was in the Premier League or something. <laughs> yeah. He would not get away with it at all. Yeah. 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 He would he probably get a card at some point. Yeah. I mean it's ridiculous. I've been watching him since he was at um he, he played for Argentina at the end of twenty World Cup mm-hmm. in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. And um he, he was playing for Monaco at the time, then he went to Marseille and then he was sold and then he was sold to Sevilla. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, he's he's too I don't. I think he's he's got too much talent to be doing these things. But you know, then again, so does Neymar and a few of these other guys. <laughs> I think Neymar's improved it um, over time. But you know, from time to time, you see these players just do something. And you're like, come on, son. Um, but you know, I think 
with Lopetehui, they should be considerably less shitty in the Champions League, which is what's going to make those games interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Rennes is also quite a proposition. They've just bought Dalbert from Inter to be their left back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to replace Mendy with another Senegalese goalkeeper. <laughs> and then keep it in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep the jobs in the country. But I think the the very specific thing to to think about is um is is the Ren coach. You know, his dad um is the assistant manager of the French national team. Oh. Uh, wow, yeah, fun fact. Didier I Deschamps didn't know assistant. that. Yeah, cuz I remember I was in France when 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 he got the job. Mm-hmm. Um um, let me see if I can find a picture of them together. Was it a was it a uh, was it a recent appointment, or was he there during the twenty eighteen World Cup triumph? Um, no, no. He, he, Guy Stefan has been um, has been Didier Deschamps' assistant since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Julien Stefan is a, is the manager of Rennes, mm-hmm. um, and he was he was appointed. I remember I was in France. It was December of two thousand eighteen. I can't find a picture of them together, but um, Julien, the coach of Rennes, mm-hmm. his dad guy guy has been uh, has been Didier Deschamps' assistant, I believe, since Didier Deschamps' Marseille days, like oh eight oh nine. Damn. So they've been together for a while, yeah. Mm. And so the coaching is in the family, and he took over when Sabri Lamouchi uh, left Rennes. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were in trouble. They were having trouble winning games. Their defense was terrible. They couldn't progress the ball. Mm-hmm. They looked lost. And he took over, and all of a sudden, they were progressing the ball. They were pressing well. They were compact in defense. Mm-hmm. And the fans believed, man. Because I remember they they got to play Arsenal in the Europa League. They lost. Mm-hmm. But there were 90,000 ticket requests what? within an hour of the yeah within an hour of them qualifying 90,000 fans asked for home and away tickets <laughs> and um it was crazy and so he's doing a great job there they have quite a squad um so they'll they'll make it interesting it should be chelsea sevilla but Rennes will make it interesting and probably drop into the europa league and krasnodar will probably lose to everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Moving on to Group F, we have Zenit, Borussia, Lazio, and Club Bruges. This is a group that I actually really, really like. I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of funky, funky games, especially with Lazio, since they're down i don't i don't i'm not gonna say it's their downfall but they've really lacked on form ever since uh the restart of football they haven't been looking too well um immobile has not been as clinical as he as he was as he showed throughout the whole of last season um in Borussia dortmund yes they've they've um They've upgraded, especially with getting Bellingham and I don't know if he's Brazilian or Mexican, the right winger. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, which one? Which one? The name. Um, I forget his name, actually. Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. I suspect he's American. He's American? Yeah. 
I suspect you're talking about. I, I'm also forgetting his name. Uh, yeah, that that but there's that a, that guy. Um, did they get him on loan or they bought him? I don't know. Are you talking about a guy who's played for Dortmund before? No, no, no. He came in. He came on. Recently. He came in recently. I know they brought Bellingham. They brought. Um, I'm I'm here on transfer market trying to find uh, find him. Ren Ren Rainier is Rainier. Yeah, he's an attack. I know he's an attacking midfielder. He came from. He's Brazilian. Yes, he's Brazilian. It's alone. Yeah, he came from Real Madrid. Right. Rainier Jesus. Yes. Oh. Yes. 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 Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. Brazilian. And yeah, they've they've strengthened in that in that aspect. Um, but and they're keeping Sancho. And they're keeping Sancho. Um, but. Like I like I've been saying in the, even in the beginning of this this episode, youth players they do not have the maturity yet. They have the talent, they have the energy, um, and the willingness and able to learn. And Borussia Dortmund is a great platform for them to learn and you know hone this their skills because you know we've seen the greats go through Dortmund and become amazing. Lewandowski, Obama Young. Sancho, Dembele, the list goes on. Mario Gotz, the list, the list goes on. But I feel like Dortmund, for them to challenge for, especially like a a a, a competition like the like the Champions League, um, playing with too many young people, especially in attacking positions where you need a lot of maturity in your decision making. I don't think it's going to get them too far. But yet yeah, they have they have um they have uh er- Erling Haaland, amazing striker, great finisher. But I still think I still think going forward they do not have they do not have the maturity and they do not have players who have the winning mentality because they haven't really won anything. I don't know if you understand what I'm what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think um I don't know if Dortmund actually thinks they will challenge for the Champions League. They have a, they have, they always have a good squad of young players, summer academy kids that they scouted and brought in. Others are like shrewd shrewd signings that they make mm-hmm. very cheaply mm-hmm. and then others are like Haaland who are like super super talented young kids that everybody in the world wants but then they recognize how beautiful of a chance Dortmund is because they give youth a chance mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they recognize what an opportunity Dortmund is to play for before they move on to a you know mm-hmm. more cannibal clubs because you know Dortmund will give you the room to make mistakes those fans yes. are supportive yes. it's a very beautiful fan base and and the coaching is always top notch mm-hmm. has been for the last few years mm-hmm. for the last decade or so mm-hmm. starting with uh, Bart van Marwijk although with van Marwijk before he took over the Dutch team that got to the final in 2010 he was coaching Dortmund mm-hmm. and you know van Marwijk had a very attritional style of football he's the one who had a Dutch midfield of Mark van Bommel and Nigel de Jong Ooh. just two Ooh. martial artists yeah and um 
But you know, ever since after Van Marwijk was Klopp and Klopp onward, Klopp, Tuchel, um, Peter Bosch, although his time was not great, and then now um, uh, Lucien Favre, mm-hmm. Swiss guy, excellent coach. I mean, they've had good coaching, so you know they'll always attract those kinds of kids who want to go and get a chance to develop themselves technically and tactically and personally and mentally. Um, so I think personally that they should top this group, uh, and then and then I think that the fight for second will be between Lazio and Zenit, and then Club Rouge will um, will distribute Belgian chocolates and then leave <laughs> um, to go back home. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's funny. Uh, moving on to Group G, we have Juventus, Barcelona, Dynamo Kiev, and Ferrek Kavanaugh. I don't even know how to say that, the last name. I think it's a team from... Varos. Yeah, that, that team. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad we get to see Messi and Ronaldo again. It's amazing. I'm 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 happy. I, I'm really really happy. So Juventus Barca obviously gonna make it through. They're gonna collect goal difference from Dynamo and th- the other team, both of them. The third maybe Dynamo Kiev will make it. Will will make it to the Europa League and this other Ferran Cavaros team is gonna is gonna drop down, go home. Just bow out and just be yeah. happy that they played in, in an elite competition like the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, man, I agree. Um, uh, it's going to be between Juve and Barca. And depending on who does what in the transfer window last few weeks, uh, it's either going to be Juve 1, Barca 2, or Barca 1, Juve 2. Um, you know, uh, I'm interested, you know, having read Andrea Pierlo's um, coaching thesis and all of that. I'm curious to see over the next few games what he puts out because I saw the coaching staff he has and it's very deliberately put together. He seems to understand what he can and can't do yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he has people with head coaching experience. He has proper analysts. He has somebody just just to coach the defensive aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's he's figured out you know, what he can and can't do. Um I'm also very interested to see what Ronald Koeman's Barcelona will look like because he's a club legend and and so how much time and patience will he be given? You know, do people still love him for that goal he scored in 1992 that gave him mm-hmm. their first Champions League? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that year, uh, the, the, I think it was Pep's first or second year as a starter with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So and there's a lot to be thought about in that regard. Um but you know it's probably going to be Juve one, Barca two, or Barca one, Juve two, and then Kiev third and Ferenc Varos back to Sovietska Vasayuza, mm-hmm. back to Hungary, back to the old Soviet Union, mm-hmm. um, and and that's pretty much it for that group. Yeah, just just uh, just to add on on that on that ninety two goal that Ronald Koeman scored, it was a beautiful free kick, beautiful, oh, yeah, beautiful mm-hmm. free kick, slotted it down at the bottom right corner very beautiful free kick in the final anyway moving on to group h psg manchester united rb leipzig and istanbul basher skier basher 
Shahir. I'll let you I'll let you start because this is this is your team is on this lineup. What do you think? Uh we're out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um no, I'm you know um I remember for the last week Man United fans have been praying actually literally literally praying not to be drawn with Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hoping we were because I wanted to see what we're made of, man. Yeah. I just wanted us to go against that relentless team that is full of quality. Yeah, uh, and and a, and a coach that just wants them to score seven or more every game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you know, but this is a, quite a group because PSG since last season, since what they did and got to the final, they lost. But they've gotten mentally stronger because you know those those something we said about their failure to just get past the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that was a mental hurdle that they overcame last season. And then not only did they get past the quarterfinals, they got to the semifinals and past the semis mm-hmm. and to the final. Mm-hmm. And 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 they lost it to a solitary goal. They were not dominated by Bayern Munich per se. I mean, Mm-mm. they they were beaten. They were beaten plenty, but. They weren't embarrassed. Um, Tuchel may have gotten one or two things wrong here and there, mm-hmm. but you know he's a he's a really young coach. Um, people forget that he's been coaching for like maybe ten years, but he's like forty two, forty three. Yeah, he never had a pro career. He's spent most of his life coaching at this point. Most of his adult life has been spent coaching and learning the game and improving. Yeah, so he'll come back better they'll come back better because they've gotten to a final. They've walked out of the stadium wearing losers medals, you know, runners up medals, watching the other team celebrate, walking past the trophy. Those are things that that will be burnt in their memory and they'll want to go back. Um, and this is a team full of winners because, you know, Neymar's won the Champions League, Mbappe is a World Cup winner. Even Kimpembe at the back was a World Cup winner, albeit his role in the French team was to carry the Bluetooth speaker. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, they were... And there's a pretty cool playlist. I have it. Mbappe, I mean, um, Kimpembe's Bluetooth playlist for the World Cup 2018, full of African music. You've got to you know, send me that. I need that playlist ASAP. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, yeah, it's a proper, proper Spotify playlist. But yeah, um, you know, th- th- that's a team full of winners. Um, Kayla Navas, the first choice keepers, won three Champions Leagues. I mean, they have people who've won. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be a tough team. They're not the same team that our kids went into Paris and beat and caused me to walk into the campus in Paris with full Man United gear, carrying a Man United mug just <laughs> to troll Parisian <laughs> supporters. That was a beautiful day, Lord. but I don't see it happening again. Um, you know, those are during the early honeymoon days when we still believed Oli was at the wheel, had our doubts, but we were saying it because, you know, ugh, it felt good. But um, Leipzig, they signed Josko Gvardiol, um, uh, the Croatian kid. I don't know if he starts for them, the centre-back, but, you know, he's he's the kind of player Leipzig want. They want a young, athletic, intelligent, technically gifted player that they can build and mould and eventually turn into a 60 70 million euro center back in three or four years time mm-hmm. um and so you know and, and julian nagelsmann i i think he's a better coach than ollie um yeah of course um and so at that age at 33 
such a flexible guy with his methods and his approaches, PSG and Leipzig will give us four intense games. Um, I think we have the quality to beat Leipzig, but do we have the coaching to beat them? We're about to find out. Um, oh, coaching and quality. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like a it's yeah. like it's like the Brighton, Brighton and Manu situation again. Coaching is yeah, a yeah. bit better, but you guys have more quality. But I I still I still I still believe Leipzig are going to do a number on you guys and the reason why i say that is because um the only person that they truly lost in the front was timo werner otherwise the whole skeleton of that team is similar upimecano is still there i don't know if they signed um angelino on on a full on a on a on a they just signed him on out of loan or he went back to city I don't think he went back to City. Did he go back to City? Um, no, he's back. He's back on loan there. He's back on loan there. He's back All on right. loan at Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they still have Nkunku. <laughs> they still have. Uh-huh. They still have. I think if they had lost Sabitzer, that would have been more threatening. But they still have Sabitzer. They still have Limer. Um, they have. Who's this other guy? Who's C A M? He plays on the. He plays maybe on the right. I think his name's Olon Olmo or something like that. They but Danny Olmo. Yeah, they have yeah. Patrick Schick. Spanish. They have yeah. Yo, like Leipzig, and they know how to play. And I don't know if it's a curse, but um, Germans when they come up in in England, they do a number on teams. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what 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 you are. They do a number on teams. I think I think in the last in the last maybe three four seasons, the only team to beat a Ger- the only English team to beat a German team was Liverpool. All the other games mm. have been massacres. Tottenham with yeah. Bayern massacre. Chelsea Bayern massacre. Tottenham with Leipzig massacre. Um, Arsenal. We don't even have to go to Arsenal. We don't have to go with Arsenal, man. So I don't know. Um, uh, this is just something with German teams with with English teams, and like you said, yeah, PSG, amazing. Um, that mentality that they have, their drawer. I mean, their locker room is just full of winners. They know how to win. They know how to to get the job done. But there's the one big but, and it's what I was saying in the group, is right now, if you have Mbappe already saying at the end of the season he wants to leave, regardless of if they win the Champions League or whatever, it just shows his i mean he's young yes he wants a new challenge but i don't know it 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 just shows he's 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 his unwillingness to to stick through and maybe even try to win a champions league with them 
past his youth years you know um yeah i i i still hold i still hold a bit of doubt with psg i honestly i think to be honest i think manchester united could beat psg but they'll have a harder time beating leipzig that's my take that's my take that's that's interesting i mean i've just been looking at um at, at leipzig's um ins and outs mm-hmm. um i mean we'll we'll have a tough game because i know tuchel will know to press us i mean i think everybody that plays us knows to press, press us yes. because we don't really have a ball you know ball ball progression structure mm-hmm. and i mean tuchel is an experienced pressing coach and he um and he has the personnel to do it and of course they have uh, a couple of former united players di maria herrera yeah um and herrera is a pit bull he's an absolute pit bull. I, you remember that game where he man marked hazard oh my gosh jeez <laughs> what oh we lost two ni- oh my gosh a game hazard yeah. masterclass that was yeah that was i mean that was a Mourinho masterclass yeah. you know that was yeah. just him going yeah. yeah yeah you can beat us any other way but not that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so herrera is that kind of player you know he he has he's an assignment player he'll be told you go mark that guy make sure nothing happens and he follow him for corners free kicks set pieces i remember i remember everywhere. i remember seeing under herrera back in his bilbao days Ooh, yeah. when he was coached by Bielsa. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. he was Bielsa's like utility man. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. He's like he he would he would come in to the football pitch like it was a battlefield. Bielsa would tell him to do something and he would do it to the fullest till yeah. death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Herrera great midfielder i don't know why you guys let him go especially on a free was it on a free on a free right yeah it was on a free that was uh, biggest mistake i think it was the biggest mistake it was terrible yeah we don't have those pit bulls anymore man and i remember that that year they 2013 they eliminated us from the champions from the cha- from the europa league bilbao and um Sp- yeah and sporting mm. lisbon eliminated city mm. yeah and then bilbao got all the way to the final and they were beaten by falcao's atletico mm-hmm. back when before falcao started having knee problems yeah yeah, yeah 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 he had knee problems had a couple of surgeries and he turned into like this nice christian man <laughs> who writes inspirational quotes on instagram before that he was just a fucking killer it was crazy yeah yeah he was he was so insane before that but yeah i mean My prediction for that group is I'm a United fan but I'll go out on a limb something that like Silas would criticize me for mm-hmm. but um I'd go PSG top Leipzig second United third yeah and then Istanbul whipping boys Istanbul be with the whipping whipping boys yeah for sure that's my prediction yeah I could see that I could see that so that's that's my same prediction I would give But I know uh, just one thing I would say out of the home and away legs with um PSG and Manu, I know Manu is going to win win one of those games. They're going to win one of those PSG yeah. games for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, let's let's yeah. to round it off of this week's podcast. Um let's 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 talk about the games coming this weekend. 
Oof. And there are some big games. I don't know why they I don't know why they tantalize us with with these games before the international break. It always breaks my all the time. All the time. They're really, really nice games. Um let me show you on the screen right now. Especially especially on Saturday. Oh. Mm-hmm. If we start with Chelsea Crystal Palace. Chelsea's home. Ooh. Crystal Palace is coming coming to the Stamford Bridge. Coming off of a loss to Everton. Chelsea's coming off of a of 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 a comeback at West Brom. I think they have a little bit more morale. I think Chelsea's going to going to going to beat them. Maybe 2-0, maybe I see a 3-1, 2-0, 2-1 somewhere there. That scoreline. It's going to be a game. I mean, for some reason nobody's bought Wilfred Zaha yet. Um which I think is a shame. Mm-hmm. He's far too good for Crystal Palace. He's let streets above their next best player. Mm-hmm. And he is the trouble. If if you you lot try to do the things you were doing against West Brom, mm. you know that you're not scoring three goals in a half against no. Crystal Palace. It's not happening. No. It's not going to happen. No. So, um, yeah, because, you know, they, they have a midfielder playing centre-back and still... It takes penalties to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> they are compact. They're solid. They they uh, they have workmen. They actually have construction workers playing at the back. Yeah. I mean, these are just Irish and English dudes, Cockneys. It's crazy. These are regular folks yeah. you find at the pub playing, and they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're physical. So you guys have to get ahead. You have to get ahead and you have to stop the mistakes at the back. Because if you get in a three-goal hole, and you know, they have the quality to punish you for mistakes, man. Eze, <laughs> Eze is coming into his own. Oh, my God. Um, and Eze is not going to be there for long. Eze is going to be there for two, three years, and somebody big is picking him up. He is too good. Clean. I watched him play live when, when he was, I think I've said this before, yes. when he was a QPR. Yes. And he was so graceful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the same. Uh, at, at at Crystal Palace now, him Zaha and Townsend, mm-hmm. between them three, and Ayu with the running and the pressing and the, and the harassing defenders, they have the quality to punish you for mistakes. So as long as Chelsea limits the mistakes and gets ahead, they should win this. But if if you start making mistakes, man, these people can hold on to a one nil. <laughs> so <laughs> stick it make out. Sure you don't even start. stick it out to the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the next game, Everton versus Brighton. I I think I think Everton might 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 I think Everton might have a challenge on their hand. Brighton is not a walkover team. They're not like the rest. I don't think they're like the rest of the team in the Premier League. I think Brighton is going to give Everton something to some questions for them to answer. Um I'm want to say they will win. I want to say Everton will win. But there's just something about Mope and Trossard and Lamptey and Matt is is it is it March? Yeah, March. There's just yeah. there's just something about and even having a Lala even having Lalana on that squad is really, really good. So 
they they'll give they'll give Everton something to something to bite on, and like um like we saw in the West Brom game. I don't know, I don't know if you watched that game where where Everton beat West Brom five two. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first the first West Brom goal came from Yerimina standing off standing off the guy and not engaging him and that mistake has carried on a lot especially in 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 the games that has has as we've seen um so yeah and and Brighton are not a team if you give them that if you give them that that space to do that they're going to punish you Mope and Trossard are going to punish you so I'm I'm eager to watch this game. Everton Brighton I'm very eager eager to watch this game. Oh yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Um Graham Potter once again, big fan of the guy. Ancelotti of course, one of the all-time greats. I have a coaching manual that um that has Ancelotti was interviewed in like 1997. Mhm. A bunch of Italian coaches were interviewed in 1997. Mhm. And they just give their their opinions on on training courses and um and that kind of stuff and, and training drills and ever since I read that book I've been a huge huge fan of the guy and I read it as a young young kid mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean it's going to be interesting Everton are well drilled they have a lot of quality James it's a surprise that no one no one went in hard for this guy um, if I was Everton right now I'm I'm happy with with the squad generally. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that midfield three of Gomes, Alan and Ducure doing bits. Then that front three of Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin and James doing bits. Mm-hmm. They desperately need a center back. Mm-hmm. Desperately need a center back. They have a good left back in Dinho who's back in the French national team. Oh, we got a call um, back. Nice. Yep. Yep, he's back. <laughs> um and and Coleman, Seamus Coleman is a soldier, has been a soldier for them at right back for a long time. Um, Pickford is he's good. He's as good as it, it can get for a mid-table goalkeeper mm-hmm. who can distribute the ball. Um, Michael Keane is a proper centre-back from our academy. Um, and every time I think about Michael Keane, I feel sad because his twin brother, Will, uh, was a striker at our academy. <laughs> and... And he was so lethal in the academy. And he was going to be put in the squad for 2012-2013 to learn from Van Persie and Rooney. What happened? The title. What happened? And then he tore his ACL. Oh, ACL injuries are terrible. They're so terrible. Ah. They're so, so terrible. And he's never been the same. That explosiveness, that confidence, it, it just seemed to leave him. And it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael has, has panned out to be a, a Premier League centre-back, the top, top quality Premier League centre-back. But they need someone alongside him because Yerimina is not it. Mm-mm. He is not it. He's, he's tall, not. he's clumsy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Holgate is injured. Braithwaite is injured. So they need someone. They're looking, they're looking at Jean-Claire Todibo. Uh, Todibo, yeah. They're hoping to loan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hoping to loan out Tomori. They're looking for a lot of options. But they need someone alongside Michael Keane that's not Yeri Mina. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they can get that, they're in position for a top six fight. Um, uh, 
Uh, but yeah, they should win this, but it will not be comfortable. It will be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to to Leeds and Manchester City. The battle of the master versus the apprentice. Marcelo Bielsa yeah. versus Pep Guardiola. Ooh. Leeds mm-hmm. United are home. City are coming to Elland Road for the first time in 16 years in the Premier League. Oh, ah, uh, me, I, 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 am very excited to see Leeds in the Premier League. I like seeing I them. Yeah. Uh, I like, I mm. like how Bielsa has, has them set up. I love seeing Jack Harrison, Patrick Bamford to score in this game for sure. One goal, he's going to get a goal. Even if they lose five one, Patrick Bamford is gonna get a goal. Um, yeah, but no, this 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 game, very interesting. I hope Leeds win. I just hope Leeds win, and they can and they can use. Is is Ruben Diaz gonna gonna start this game? Can he start? He did his medical on Tuesday or Wednesday, but I don't know if. As as long as they um, did they confirm the signing? They did. They confirmed the signing. He did his medical. He he put up his shirt and everything. So yeah, if if you do if you're registered within twenty, if your signing is announced more than twenty four hours before a game, usually you should be able to start. Like Tiago was announced Thursday and started on a Saturday. So yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know if if he starts, then I don't know. Um, well, it can be interesting. Well, correction: Tiago is a sub, yeah, but I mean he was still in the matchday squad. Yeah, um, yeah, he should probably be because Pep Pep said, you know, we just want to get him in training as fast as possible so that he can get in the squad and start start games. Yeah, him and uh, him and Laporte should should cement a real it's a real center back partnership but i hope leeds win i i just i i want patrick bamford to score jack harrison make an assist helda costa you know dribble dribble around that defense yeah just like that yeah. what do you think this will be this will be an open game mm-hmm. because bielsa is never gonna come and pack pack the bus no it's not gonna happen no and and pep only knows one way to play mm-hmm and so it's going to be i don't know this is one of those games where i just go over 4.5 <laughs> um <laughs> mm-hmm. this will be this will be like a, a 4 1 3 2 3 3 4 3 kind of game yeah cuz leeds cannot defend for shit Mm-mm. and neither can city at the moment yeah so and then both of them can create chances and score goals and they press well and they progress the ball beautifully and they play expansive their fullbacks hug the touchline or tuck inside to increase midfield numbers it's going to be a beautiful game yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah, yeah. it's going to be high scoring high scoring high scoring okay. all right let's finish up with the last games of the of the weekend um we have leicester city west ham i think leicester are going to win west ham have been looking very very shite what do you think? Yeah, Leicester win. Um, Madison's coming back to full fitness. Castagna has been excellent at right back. Jamie Vardy, we've talked a bunch about him earlier in the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Brendan Rodgers is is a top top coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get the respect he deserves because his teams tend to choke on the back end. Yeah, I mean, except his Celtic teams. Yeah, but um, but you know, I mean, this man got Liverpool to within inches of the title in 2014 mm-hmm. when they had no business being there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. He's got a really good team. I think this they've signed. Have they have they confirmed the signing of Wesley Fofana? Let me look up. Um, oh yeah, they. I've been. I was. Yeah, I was saying they. They want, really wanted a centre back because indeed he's injured, and Amte is not. Uh, is not is not it. Oh, so Wesley Fofana, nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. They agreed the fee for him. Their bid was accepted. So uh, that was two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I think on Wednesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday or Thursday mm-hmm. so generally they should be doing the medicals and all of that so Wesley Fofana's on his way there and they wanted a deal for Tarkovsky as well oh okay um, interesting so let me see interesting um, uh, ah okay so they, they've they moved on from him now they've gotten Fofana um, they don't want Tarkovsky so Fofana is, a re- is an immense French centre. He's like 19. Mm-hmm. But if you watch, there's a PSG Saint-Étienne game. Mm-hmm. I'll find it and, and send it to you. Mm-hmm. PS, I mean, he was immense. Without him, they concede maybe three more goals. I mean, oh, immense. Wow. He's, he's how old? He's, like, he's, he's really what? He's 20, 19? 19. 19. Dang. He's born in 2000. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. December okay. 2000, I think. Yeah, so they've signed him, Wesley Fofana. Mm-hmm. Really solid on the ball, really comfortable in possession, good progressor of the ball, mm-hmm. brave with it, mm-hmm. uh, and excellent at defending as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. off the ball, tackles, timing, interceptions in the air, tall. Um, so that'll be good for them because they've been short there. They've been very short there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're without Ndidi, but. You know, they beat City 5-2 without Ndidi, so they should be good against West Ham. Yeah. And um, Madison being back to foot full fitness is is a big deal, is a really big deal. And, you know, some of the other players are working back to full fitness. Mm-hmm. So they should win. They should beat West Ham quite comfortably. Next game, our Chef Southampton, West Brom. Uh, West Brom are bad. They're in a bad form. They've picked up one point out of three games. Um, yeah, Southampton. They just came from a grinding win against Burnley away, away from home. Danny Ings yeah. yet again on the score sheet, looking like a mm-hmm. st- like a top striker. Yeah, I think Southampton have it in the bag. West Brom, Slavin Bilic, uh, great, great Premier League manager with West Ham, but uh, this West Brom team. They ain't cutting it for the for the Premier League. They're not cutting it at all, at all, at all. So Southampton win clean. Danny Ings maybe just get get a brace with with his strike strike partner. Is it is it Adams? Not Adams. It's yeah. It's Ad- Jay Adams. Shea Adams, right? Yeah, with the strike yeah. partner Adams giving him an assist, maybe getting in on the action. Yeah, but Southampton win clean. Yeah, I agree. Southampton win. Um, I just I just want it to be a high scoring affair. I am going to revise my squad tomorrow. I mean later in the day because mm-hmm. we're recording this at like two in the morning. Yeah, but later in the day I'm going to revise my squad. I'm bringing in Danny Ings to Salama Lodging in Bar FC. <laughs> but um, yeah, Southampton should win this. 
I think the Spurs game should should be a turning point for them. They learned their defensive lessons. Um, and West Brom don't have the kind of quality Spurs have to put six past you, five, six past you with only five, six chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they put three in three chances against Chelsea, but, you know, those those that was some comical defending. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Southampton should win this. Ings to score maybe a brace. Che Adams with an assist, definitely. And, um, yeah, Hasenhutl. Quite a good coach. He should win this. Yeah. Next game is Arsenal versus Sheffield. Arsenal's home. Um, they're coming off of a mental win against Liverpool, like I said earlier in the podcast. Um, Sheffield are not looking very good. They've picked up no points in out of the last three games. Um, they're not following. And they haven't scored. And they haven't scored, actually. Yeah, it's true. They haven't scored. They've just been conceding goals. Um yeah, it doesn't doesn't boast well to their morale, their team morale right now. Um, especially, and then you're going away to an Arsenal team that is looking uh, looking revitalized under 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 Mikel Arteta. So, I I see Arsenal winning this game easily, cleanly. Aubameyang coming in to score. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a two nil. Three nil somewhere yeah. there. I see that scoreline. Yeah, yeah. Sheffield, Sheffield United need, need United need to sign a striker. They need to sign a striker because I watched their Leeds game. To be honest with you, I thought they were the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they they played better than Leeds. Um, they were missing one of their back three mm-hmm. because Ampadu started the game and played the whole of it. Mm-hmm. One of their back three was suspended, so that they get that guy back. Um, I don't know if it was Egan or Basham. No, it was not Basham. Maybe Egan. Mm-hmm. Probably not Egan. I, one of the other, one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, that three-five-two is unique, mm-hmm. really unique. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And Wilder's really, you know, Wilder's a really interesting coach. They should give Arsenal a game, but I think Arsenal win. Arsenal have enough quality to win, but it should be quite a game. It should be an interesting mm-hmm. game, but Arsenal win. Arsenal win, yeah, yeah, for sure. Next game is Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Fulham. Yeah, Wolverhampton lost bigly last weekend with um, West Ham. They lost 4-0. Surprise, shock defeat. I call Wolves the Portugal FC um, because the lineup, even the bench, had too many Portugal players on it and the coaches and the and coaching the, staff and the coaching staff and the boardroom <laughs> and the boardroom it's Portugal FC um, and then Fulham as well they've collected zero points uh, out of their last three games Scott Parker uh, he's I think the Premier League was not it's not it's not for him championship is where he's he's still learning the ropes Premier League is a whole new difficulty and challenge for him and the players that he has around him aren't aren't cutting the bill, fitting the bill. Um I know Nuno Espirito Santos is not going to allow <laughs> them to lose again a second week running, especially at home. Especially at home. So I see Wolves, you know, 
getting in, scoring two, three. Raul Jimenez doing the right thing. Um, uh, who's this? The right back? Who's the right back? Semedo. Not, oh, Semedo. Semedo. Semedo was not looking like he fits in the Premier League at all. Um, this other guy. Wait, the phone and loss, was it a Premier League game? It was a Premier League game. It was a Premier League game. Semedo started. Damn. Um, it was uh, this guy. This guy who's been uh, Podence. Podence. Is he injured or oh. or um, he's just not starting? Yeah, I think Podence, if he starts, he's going to cause problems for Fulham. Um, uh, obviously, the loss of Diego Jota has um, really stifled their pressing from the front. Diego Jota offered a lot of pressing from the front. Heavy, heavy pressing. And I guess that's why Liverpool snapped him out. That's why Klopp wanted him in the first place. So but I see yeah. I see them I see them beating Fulham. What do you think? Yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo, a Mourinho disciple. Mm-hmm. Um actually funny fun fact, um when Mourinho won the the Champions League with Porto yeah. um in two thousand four, Nuno Espirito Santo was the backup goalkeeper. Ah, um, yeah, he was the backup goalkeeper for that Porto team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, has his roots in defense as a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. as a Mourinho disciple, and has a lot of experience coaching in Portugal, Spain, and in England. Yes, so he is a way more experienced coach than uh, Scott Parker, and at the top level, and he has a better squad. Um, and I and they didn't have a game in midweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fulham had that game where Said Ben Rama scored that stupid goal against them. You, you remember that? You yeah, I saw, saw that. that goal, I saw that right? goal. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm very surprised nobody bought Said Ben Rama. To be honest, after watching Brentford in 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 the Championship last season, I'm yeah. very surprised nobody bought Ben Rama. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, um, quality team. Wolves have a quality team. I, for one, am convinced that Semedo will eventually become a Premier League right wing back. Mm-hmm. What with the fewer defensive um, duties that 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 exist when you have a back three, as opposed to like a back four where he's a full on full back, but as a wing back he has the one on one qualities and the crossing ability to be a real threat, uh, and he's covered defensively, and mm-hmm. you know he's 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 slightly adequate as a defender. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not great. But he was quite exposed at Barca. He's not going to be that exposed in the Wolves system. This is a 3-0 Wolves win. The way Ashton Villa easily breezed past Fulham was ridiculous. And and, and Wolves are a better team than Ashton Villa by yeah, a distance. By a distance, yeah. And, and they will do it again. And, 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 and Ashton Villa have actually, like, I think they've, they've strengthened in attacking with getting Ross Barkley on, on loan. So, yeah, yeah, but that's 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 for the last game of the of the weekend. But moving on to your team, the game of the weekend, the one that everyone mm-hmm. is waiting for. It is Manchester United versus Tottenham Hotspur. Ooh, my news home. Tottenham is coming to the Old Trafford. Um, yep. I don't know if we get to see Bale in the in this lineup. I don't know if if he's gonna be if he's gonna be available. Let me I look doubt it. Wait, I think he's gonna be available. He's started training. He's resumed training, but I don't know if he's gonna be fully fit to start. Mm-hmm. 
maybe he starts on the bench. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Jose Mourinho confirms Tottenham Gareth Bale blow for Manchester United fixture. Oh, nice. Nice. That's 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 good, right? Yeah, is he, is he available? Yeah, I think I think he is. Um cuz Son is injured. Um yeah, and 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 Oh and wait, 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 that's not true. Confirmed that Gareth Bale will not be available. He will not be available ah, okay. on Sunday. Yeah, that means so uh, we'll no see no bail, no son. No bail, no son. So that means we'll see Bergwijn, Bergwijn, and maybe Mora. Yeah. Bergwijn, Mora, Kane, or maybe um, maybe he'll start with Lamella. Lamella. Yeah, and behind them, Los Celso. Deli Ali played today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. They have enough quality and options, but yeah, it's a shame because Son is a lethal, lethal weapon. Um, and of course, Bale is on his best days, world class. So that's lucky for us that we're not facing Son because I think he would have absolutely victimized our defense. But <laughs> even, but even, but even, but um, even if, even if, I still believe. Like I've been what I've watched the Tottenham games. I've watched the Tottenham games. I've even watched. Uh, the last weekend's game against um, uh, why am I forgetting the team? Tottenham played Newcastle. Newcastle. Yes, Newcastle. they played Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. and the the scandalous penalty. Yeah. The whole game, even when Son went off and he wasn't playing, Tottenham were still firing on all cylinders. I don't know. Mourinho has them playing. Mourinho's no longer sitting. I don't I don't think Mourinho's is is parking the bus anymore. I think he's he's switched up his philosophy, especially with this with this Tottenham team. Um he's I think he's understood that um this Tottenham team defensively they're not solid at all. But if they start defending from the front that's when they'll progress and move the ball quicker and up forward. And noticing that Manchester United drop off, like I don't know why Ole has 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 them doing that, but they drop off and l- sit back and wait f- for the actual team to pass the halfway line, and that's when you start pressing. I don't know if you noticed that a lot in Manchester United's games. So if 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 they do the same thing against Tottenham, drop off and wait for them to reach their half to make the pressing moves and the tackles and you know winning the ball. <laughs> By that time, we have quality in Bergwijn. We have quality in Lucas Moura, Lamela, Lo Celso is looking really really good in midfield. So, I don't know. I think I think I think Tottenham can come and come and score, and even I think they and, will and and win. Maybe win the game. Yeah, I think this ends like three-one Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very worried about my United. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, I wouldn't say worried these days, man. I don't care. <laughs> um, you know, I've become an I mean, you know, hate is is bad, but apathy is worse. <laughs> <laughs> apathy is stronger than hate. 
man. I've reached the point of apathy. These days, I just watch our games going. Look at that. Look at that fucking... What the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I just move on. It's just like, eh. Yeah, it's what it, it is. It what is it what is. it is. And um, so, yeah. I mean, Spurs are coming in to win. Um, they're coming in to win. They have far too much depth not to. And I mean, they're signing Carlos Vinicius. Well, for real? And then... Yeah. No way. Um, yeah, from Benfica. Uh, really? Nice. Yep. Oh, I mean, Mourinho has been has been crying for a striker. Has been really crying. Yeah, yeah he's game. been really crying for a striker. Yeah. So, yeah, I got his wish. And Vinicius yeah. is good. He's not a bad. He's not a bad striker. He's a really good striker. So. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty tall. Um, he's pretty technically gifted. He's fast, and he can fill in very well. Yeah, he can fill in very well for for Harry Kane. And then now they turn their attention to uh, to signing Milan Skriniar. Are they not going to uh, get him by the end of this window? I don't think so. When does the window end? On Monday. On yeah, Monday? the international window ends on Monday. Damn. They're not going to get him. And 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 Inter are holding off for a 60 million evaluation. You know how Tottenham are. You know how Daniel Levy is. And Conte is not going to loan him out to Spurs for one season. Yeah. Especially when this season yeah. Conte needs to prove to the board and prove to the inter fans that he can win he can win something for them so he's i don't think he's going i don't yeah. think he's going this window yeah that would be i mean but i would not be surprised you know daniel levy is an absolute slimy slimy son of an everything son of a mm-hmm. gun so i wouldn't be surprised if he just came up on friday or saturday and just went I have the sixty million, but I think I think I think I think uh, I think I think Totten, I think Daniel Levy has, okay, not Daniel Levy. I think uh, they have a better chance of signing Rudiger from Chelsea than Skriniar. Uh, I don't think Rudiger is a Mourinho defender. He hates people that make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he is no, but but he but hates. but but like Mourinho has been looking for looking at Rudiger as a possible center back uh, cuz they only have three options right now they have um tangai yeah. the dyer, dyer. Uh, and yeah they have dyer tanganga david davinson sanchez yeah. and uh, and um and tanganga is is injured so oh, they only have three center backs they need one more and skriniar 60m or nothing so Antonio Rudiger is the next option that they can get, but I don't think he's gonna go uh, to Tottenham. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to the game. Yeah, because you also need depth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Back to the game. Yeah, they're gonna come and beat us three-one. Um, I don't see us taking advantage of. I mean, they played you guys pretty well. You remember? You, remember, you saw that. I second saw that half. second half. It was amazing. It was wow. And that and that that was without Son. 
that was yeah. without son so yeah. <sighs> yes and that was bringing on harry the harry canes quite late yes right? yeah harry kane didn't start till late so yeah 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 that game yeah. Hmm, interesting last game of the day yeah so they beat us last game of the day yeah Sunday late game, Aston Villa, Liverpool. Uh, they're Liverpool's away. Aston Villa's home. Uh, Aston Villa, obviously, I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna feel good about their last game against Fulham. Three nil defeat. Jack Grealish, obviously, still looking as good as he looked from last season for Aston Villa. But anyway, it's Liverpool. They're gonna do their job. <laughs> they're gonna win the game. Yeah, it's Liverpool. I don't even know yeah. why we're talking about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, they'll 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 get it done. Whatever it turns out to be, beautiful, ugly, they'll get it done at the end. Yeah, it they could be will. Like an ugly two-one or a three-two, but they'll win. Liverpool win. Yeah, for sure, they will. And they just look like champions. So. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's yeah. just mad. I'm just sad. I'm just sad that that uh, <laughs> that there's international football, and we won't see club football for a week and a half, basically. Yeah, yeah. The cost we, the cost we pay to watch, to watch the European nations league, an extra trophy. I'm actually happy that it's not friendlies anymore. Friendlies kind of. Uh, yeah, now they have something to play for, you know. Yeah, now there's no more stat padding, man, with friends. Yeah. Going to play San Marino and beating them 12 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's something. Now it's there's more, more competition. There's something yeah. to play for. And just to alluding yeah. to that, Germany is... They're not doing as well as I thought. Netherlands, also kind of shaky. France, obviously, off to the mark. Them, they're doing well. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Nation League gonna be awesome. Yeah, Germany. Yeah, Germany needs to figure out who they are and and who their starters are because you know he's experimenting with Gosens and all these young kids. Um, Netherlands they need a new coach. They need a new experienced coach. Lodovic is an experienced like assistant coach, but then he's not a manager. Um, they need an experienced head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then France. I mean, my God. They have so much. It's ridiculous. Too much talent. Too much depth. Um, depth. Too much depth. Yeah. I mean, the Laporte's, Laporte has never gotten a senior cap, man. Would <laughs> think about that. <laughs> and that's because he was injured. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you just you get your injury once. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't know who you are. Unless you're already on the Deschamps favorites list. Yeah, exactly. Um but I mean, it's 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 a nation that constantly is producing top class talent. I mean, just the centre backs alone. Yeah. I remember I posted this on the group. Mm-hmm. Just the centre backs alone, for the next. I I, I I I did. I was the one who posted it, right? Or you posted it? I posted. I oh, posted. Okay. I posted. Um, Longley, Upamecano, Saliba, Jules Koundé, mm-hmm. Wesley Fofana. Yeah. Jean-Claire Todibo. I mean, those are six, and like two of them will definitely not make the squad. Even Malang Sar. <laughs> I don't even know. Malang yeah. Sar. I mean, you know, and two two to three of those guys will definitely not make yeah. the squad. 
think about that. And that's that's not accounting for the fact that Varan is still pretty young and so is Umtiti. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, I mean, they have so much depth. Just at centre-back, they have more they have more and better centre-backs than England complete. It's ridiculous. Awar hasn't even gotten a cap for France. Man. Man. And that was because of injury. Yeah. He's going to get to a big team and boom. Kamavinga 17. And he's playing with so much maturity. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Yo, we'll, we'll, we'll have a proper UEFA Nations League international podcast next week. So, viewers, if you're listening next week, be sure to tune in. We'll talk about international football, the goods, the bads, the ins and outs the teams that we might think might win the next year's Euros 2021. Um, yeah, but other than that, this has been a great episode. Make sure you subscribe, listen to the podcast, rate it, tell us what you think, comment, uh, leave Ray's handle in the description below so you can hit him up, DM dm him i'm gonna leave mine too as well but yeah ray thank you for for coming on uh giving your thoughts it's been great hey absolutely man cheers i appreciate it it's been a lot of fun um and yeah i, I mean i'm always down to talk football so um whenever whenever you you want to record i'm here man all right no worries no worries till next week hope you guys have a great weekend yeah cheers Cheers.